Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and if you are here, right here, right now, thank you so much, and please consider hitting the like and subscribe button to go ahead and activate all those algorithms, and also, if you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Now, today, I am honored to have this guest right here, right now. Hey, I am blessed. We're about to do some discipleship up in here with Riyad Jones. Now, Riyad lives in Atlanta, and he played for multiple Division I schools in college, and he even briefly played for the Detroit Lions. He, after that, he got into MLM to begin his entrepreneurial endeavors, and he had the platform but not the purpose. So he's begun the, the commission. That's right. That's his program to bridge the gap between Christ and culture. It is an online spiritual community for entrepreneurs, y'all. And he's writing a book. Uh-oh, author in the making. Let's go. Writing a book called The Devil in the Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Riyad Jones. What's up, Riyad? What's going on, my brother? Listen, your intro got me turnt like I'm going to go play a football game, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's the energy go. is definitely contagious, bro. Thank you so much for having me. I'm blessed and honored to be here. Man, I'm the one that's blessed, bro. Like, shout out to Jada Steele. You know what I mean? Giving us another all-star, <laughs> yo. I look at your Instagram and I meet you and i just see how outstanding of a brother you are bro i just like man like i had to i, I stayed up for another 34 hours you know what i mean just to get work done i knew i had to be a blessing up here you know what i mean so you inspired me so much and please like tell these people your story so you can inspire them as well absolutely man so uh, guys my name is riyad jones as he said i'm 28 years old and i've been an entrepreneur now uh, for five years, but it didn't start off as me wanting to be an entrepreneur, me desiring to be an entrepreneur, be a businessman for that for that matter. Growing up, my whole thing was to play football. I grew up in a neighborhood that wasn't uh, blessed and prom- or fortunate to have all the resources and other people to look at that were successful. The only people that I knew were successful were people that were uh, selling drugs, wannabe rappers, um, or they were athletes. And so I said, cool. The other two routes, I'm not too sure about, but the athlete thing, I think I'll be able to do that. So my whole entire life, guys, I played basketball, football, um, baseball. I just did it all um, just to give myself the best chance to get a Division One scholarship to play at, at the SEC. And that was my goal. Like growing up, I, I didn't really have the dreams and the goals of playing in the NFL. I thought it would be cool. I thought it would be dope. But I was like, if I can just make it to the SEC, I will better my chances of making it to the NFL. So, yeah, I wanted to play because who doesn't want to play in the NFL growing up? But I knew if I can just make it there, then, you know, ultimately I'll have a better shot. And that's what happened, guys. But it didn't just I didn't jump from high school to the SEC. I had a like a bunch of different avenues to, to get there. Right. It wasn't just a straight shot. I actually played at a junior college in Kansas, played at Georgia Southern my freshman year. And then I finally got the shot to play at the University of Tennessee in the SEC. And um, that was a dream come true for me. And played did some uh, great things there. Um, had some issues that happened in the midst of me playing sports that kind of propelled me into the purpose and the things that I do today. Uh, but essentially, guys, that was my dream, to play in the SEC, then ultimately get a shot in the NFL and um, got a shot at the Detroit Lions. And it didn't work out how I thought it would. You know what I mean? The NFL, a lot of people say it stands for not for long. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it doesn't really last long. For me, it was very short. And so uh, when I got cut, I'm on the flight back to Atlanta and I'm asking myself, like, self, what do I do now? Everybody that I know is a rapper, they sell drugs or they're athlete. The athlete door seems like it's closing. 
Uh, what's going to be next for me? And um, I knew that if I can take the skill sets that I learned, the, the habits that I developed, the ability that I had, the mindset that I had, if I could take all of these things that I've learned from playing football since I was five, I was 23 at the time, I could be successful in anything. Because one thing I've learned is that the law of success, they're palatable. Whatever it takes to be successful in podcasting is the same thing that it takes to be successful in any other form of business or entrepreneurship, because the laws, they're the same. Mm-hmm. And so I said, cool, what's gonna, what is it going to be for me? And I got introduced to um, the multi-level marketing industry, network marketing, some people know it. And um, in my first company, I realized like this was going to be the vehicle for me. This was going to be the thing that led me to doors and the places that I really wanted to go. And that's what it did. Like I got started at 23 years old, um, did really well, made my first six figure by 24 years old. Um, and then, you know, we got super, super close to a million dollars in earnings last year, you know, so uh, it's been a beautiful journey of entrepreneurship. And in this vehicle of entrepreneurship, um, Charles, I found purpose. I found what I've been put on this earth to do. I realized that it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the success, but it was about the person's inner being, who they are at the core of their person. And so for me, I found a passion. I fell in love with helping people grow. Mm-hmm. mentally helping people grow spiritually um, because I knew if people grew mentally and spiritually, then everything that they want physically, like the finances and the cars and the homes, everything else would just find their way to them. It'll just be attracted to them when they make themselves to be attracted. And, and that's what I fell in love with, man. And that's um, part of the reason why I started the commission to help people grow because our best lives always require our best selves. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So like, where were some of those laws or those principles that help you become successful in business? Absolutely, man. So um, the first thing is discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that discipline creates lifestyle. And before something becomes um, discipline, you have to develop a certain desire for it to want for it to become a discipline. Like, let me put it like this. So let's take working out. OK, yeah. when somebody works out, they don't they're not disciplined enough in the beginning to go work out how they will want to each and every single day. So what has to happen is they have to make this going, they have to make working out become a desire, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always start off as a desire though. It just grows into a desire that over time it becomes, over time it becomes a discipline. It's something Mm -hmm. that you do. And then discipline is what creates lifestyle. So now it moves from now I'm being disciplined. I'm being intentional about doing it to now it's become my lifestyle where right. I can feel right if I don't do it. You know, so growing up playing sports, you had to you had to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Discipline at position, discipline when it came to working out, discipline uh, when it came to your things that you did off the, the field, out of the uh the football facility. Um discipline. And then another one was sacrifice. Mm. Because in entrepreneurship um, the biggest thing that you have to sacrifice is you. Like a lot of people, they don't want to sacrifice themselves to go to the next level. They don't want to sacrifice who they are to go to the next level. And because of playing football, I was used to making sacrifices. I was used to not being able to go out on the weekends or whatever because I knew I had to prepare for the week. I was used to not being able to do certain things that everybody else did growing up because I knew that there was some place that I wanted to go. And you know where you're going, you know what roads don't take you there. Mm-hmm. And so I knew as a kid, just being disciplined growing up, I said, man, if I want to play in the SEC, then there are certain roads that I can't go down because they don't lead to the SEC. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't get that. And so for me, understanding those different things growing up, when I got involved in entrepreneurship, it was a lot easier for me to be disciplined. Yeah. It was a lot easier for me to sacrifice because I've already been accustomed to it. It was a lot easier for me to work hard because I was a hard worker. Mm-hmm. See, many 
people, they try to do the thing without becoming the thing first. So you can't work hard if you have not become a hard worker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, I, over the course of my life, I became this hard worker. And so when I got in business, I just naturally worked hard, whether mm-hmm. I had a reason to work hard or not. It's just, it became a part of me. It became my lifestyle. Yeah. Consistent. Right, just being consistent and not starting something and stopping it. I believe a lot of entrepreneurs, um, they have that inconsistent syndrome where they start things and they stop it, or they start doing something on social media, start shooting content and they stop. They start mm-hmm. um, promoting their business and they stop because mm-hmm. they're so consumed with what other people think about what they're doing. Right. I believe that's the trap for a lot of people, and that's what stops a lot of people from being consistent. When it comes to posting and marketing their brand or business and doing the things that um, they always want to do because they're so fearful of what other people are going to think. And mm-hmm. that's the worst place to be in where you care about other people think, because the fact of the matter is you never will know what other people think. Yeah. So if you go through your whole entire life trying to figure out what people think about something or caring about what people think about something, you're never going to you're never going to be happy. Yeah. You're going to be content because you're trying to. Think about or put conjure up in your mind the story of what somebody else is thinking about you mm-hmm. when most times they're not even caring. They're not even thinking about us. Yeah. But again, us as human beings, Charles, we become so self-centered. Well, we believe that the world centers around us and that mm-hmm. people really, truly care. Uh, and they do to a certain extent, but not as much as we really think. That, you yeah. know. So me being consistent, me hard, me having uh, the ability to or uh, a sacrifice, me being able to work hard, um, all of these things. When I got into the business, they all translated right over. But here's the biggest one, Charles: being a student, mm. being a student, and being a student requires humility. Being a student requires a high level of humility. Humility is not thinking. Um, less of yourself, but it's just having the awareness to know that there's somebody else that has more than you currently do, mm. whether it's information, whether it's knowledge, whether it's money, watch this, even experience, because sometimes you will meet somebody that has uh, more, uh, more, uh, they may not have as much money as you, mm-hmm. but they have more experience than you in that mm-hmm. particular line to do. And so me being a student, that comes from just being an athlete, because when I play sports, I would sit in the film room and I would just watch film on my opponent all day. Yeah. I'd be watching all day. I'm, I'm in and out of the playbook just all day. Even in class, I'm sitting there just looking on YouTube, looking at things that are concerning football when I should have been taking notes, when I should have been studying. You understand? So that habit translated right over into business. So when I got involved in business, I said, cool. If when I was playing sports, I found the best athletes to watch and I mm. would duplicate their game. I will model their game. I would do exactly what they did. I wore my uniform the same way that they wore theirs. So when I got in a business that cool, I got to find that person. I have to find my template. I have to find my example. And again, to do that, it requires so much humility because a lot of people, they can be so self-centered and say, well, you know, I know it already, or I'll pick it up as I go. And you know, when you have a level of pride and, and you're, you're lacking in a humility department where you're not willing to ask questions. So me, I was willing to find the person Mm-hmm. identify them and then serve them and ask questions. Yeah. And that, and because of that, I now got access. And when God gives you access to somebody, access to information, it's an invitation to another level. Mm-hmm. And so when I got access to the right person, to the right people, that was God inviting me to the next level because he now exposed me to greater. And exposure is very vital because 
For some people, it creates inspiration. For some people, it creates insecurity. And a lot of people, when they get exposed to success, they now get insecure about theirs. When I got exposed to it, I got so inspired that I could see it because if I could see it and I can touch it, that means it could be mine as well, because what made them any more different than me? And so I was willing to sit under mentorship, sit under leadership. Um, sit under the right voices. Um, one of the first basics of success is who do you listen to? Like, who do you listen to? Like, who is the most active voice or who are the active voices in your life? Because whatever I'm hearing on a day-to-day basis, um, whoever I'm hearing it from, mm-hmm. that's going to determine where I go. And so for me, I had those voices where I could sit under, listen to, I can be a student. I didn't have to uh, make all of the mistakes because I can just look at what they did right. and I can just boom. And it will, it will, it will, it flows, it flows so seamlessly. Um, and I believe that many people don't go where they want to go, not only in entrepreneurship, but also mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. because they don't have bright voices, even down to like being a father, being married, being a husband, a, a, a wife or whatever the case may be. It's all about having those voices. It's all, it's all about having those examples. And so if you don't have those examples, you don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of mm-hmm. out there, just living life on the whim. So right. if it's that way, sports, remember, success laws are palatable. It's the same way in life, business, entrepreneurship, marriage. So you always got to have those examples. And so for me, when it, when I transitioned over from entrepreneurship or from football to entrepreneurship, I mm-hmm. was able to take all of these different laws of success, yeah. right? And buy them to my life, to my business and plan to my life. And I was able to see fruits of it as time began to pass. But that's the part, Charles, where many people miss it as time begins to pass. Many people want it now. Many people want it today. Many people want it, you know, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the trap because um, you would never see a 16-year-old kid or 15-year-old kid driving around in Ferrari because sometimes it, don't, it doesn't matter that we have the ability to do something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always mean that we're ready to possess it. Yeah. And a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we know that we're good. We know that we're talented. We know that we can train and speak and market and sell and brand. We know we have all these different skills. We can shoot content. We can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we have the ability, doesn't mean that we're ready for everything that comes with it. Ooh. And that's why the time is so important um, because you need the experiences. You need the um, the lessons you need, the the knowledge along the journey so that when you finally get it, you never got to go back to where you were before. Real talk. And sometimes so good that he had given it to us to show us that we can have it, but he still have to, has to take us back so that we can pick up what we missed along the journey thus far. And so me understanding these principles about, you know, I mean, hard work, perseverance, patience and all this stuff. It didn't make entrepreneurship easy, but it made it quite simple. Wow, yo! So, like, still learning. How did you develop your relationship with Christ? Absolutely, and that's a really good question. So, I'll give you a quick story, real quick. So, at Tennessee, I learned so much about me as a person. I mm-hmm. learned so about the world, society, and I also learned a lot about God. I learned a lot about Christ because I had experiences. I had encounters Mm -hmm. and you never truly can come to learn god without experiences with him when Mm -hmm. you have experiences it takes you from just being knowledgeable about god to now be experiential with god i mean i don't know god 
I read about him in a book or I heard about him in church. I know God because I had an experience, an experience and encounter. And so for me, that happened. Um, I had instances over my life, but the biggest instant was at Tennessee when I was playing football. I, I remember the day it was August 10, 2015. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in practice. I'm in practice. It's, it's spring. I mean, it's fall camp. So we're getting ready for the season. So we're having like two a days. We're mm-hmm. dying every day at practice. And so we're on, we're on our second practice. And I'm running, Charles. And I feel this cramp in my leg, what I thought was a cramp. I'm like, ah, let me just drink some water. And I'm going to just keep on playing. Right. And so uh, I, I knew practice was about to end. We had maybe like four or five plays left. I could see it on the, um, on the countdown clock, how many plays we had left. So I'm like, cool, we got like four or five more plays left. I'll just finish up. So yeah. um, I drink water, get back in practice. And I keep running around on my leg. But as I, every time I, my foot would hit the ground, I would feel this sharp pain. I'm like, yo, this, this don't really feel like a cramp. This feels like something different. But I yeah. didn't know what it was. And so uh, we go into the locker room and I'm just, just collapsed on the ground and I just mm. laid on the ground like hat like taking a nap for like 30 minutes mm. and I wake up and it was like the scene of a, of a movie because everybody was going out the locker room I'm like mm. everybody going already <laughs> the lights got dim I'm the last one in there I'm like oh they wasn't playing and so when I get up I just feel this crazy pain in my leg so I go to the training room I'm like yo Jason I need to get some normal take on my leg to maybe bring some of this swelling and his pain down because mm-hmm. I really can't even walk. And he was like, well, we really don't got time for the normal tech, but I'll give you some ice. And so the normal tech was a boot that you would put over your legs and it would mm-hmm. squeeze compressed like with air, your leg to like soothe it and whatnot. And so he was like, I, I won't give you the normal tech, but I'll give you an ice bag. And I was like, all right, man, you tripping, bro. Let's, this joint hurt. And I need a normal tech. He was like, just take the ice bag. And so I go to the, I go back to my, uh, my dorm room, which was across the street. I lay down, I go to sleep. I wake up at about maybe three in the morning. I try to get up out of the bed. And as I'm getting up out of the bed, my leg is like, like throbbing, like vibrating, like it's going crazy. And so I try to like stand up on it. And when I try to stand up on it and straighten my leg, mm-hmm. like I just felt this crazy, just pain. And it brought me to tears and I collapsed back on my bed and my roommate woke up like, I'm hollering. I'm like, yo. And so my roommate wakes up. He's like, yo, what's, what's wrong? He turns on the light because the light wasn't on yet. So I couldn't see it. So he turns on the light and my my calf muscle looks like it has like a grapefruit in it. It's like uh. swollen, yo. It's red. I call my mom. I'm like, we didn't have FaceTime at the time. So I had to take a picture, email it to her. I'm like, yo, <laughs> look at this joint. Yo. And so it was crazy. And so um, I, I wake up the next morning. I, I go back to sleep, wake up the next morning. I go to their training room. They say, yo, we got to go to the hospital. We need to, we need to get this checked out. So we go to the doctor. We get in there and he does the test on my leg. And he was like, yo, do you know that if anybody would have put a helmet to your leg, stepped on your leg, if you would have felt any kind of weight on your leg, you wouldn't be here today. He was like, if he would have put the Norma Tech, that sleeve I was begging for, if he would have put the Norma Tech on your leg, uh, he said you would have you would have died instantly. Uh, and I'm like, man, from a cramp in my leg, he was like, no, you don't got a cramp. You have a grade three calf tear, so your calf muscles torn, and you have a blood clot in your oof, leg. Oof. So I was like, whoa, wait a minute blood clot, calf tear. Like, <laughs> so it was so funny, man, because I never, because what happened after that, he told me that I couldn't play football for 365 calendar days. So Ooh. I wouldn't be able to play again until August 10th, the next year. And so that's how I remember the date because I was like, I can't play for a full year from the right. internet. Right. 
And he was like, yeah. And so me, um, God never allowed me to own the blood clot. I never owned it. I never took ownership of it. I've ne- I never said that I have a blood clot. I never mm-hmm. said I never took possession of it. Mm-hmm. And so when he gave me the blood thinner pills to take, I never took them. Mm. When people would ask me, was I coming back? I'll be like, I, I will be, I'll be back in like maybe six weeks, seven weeks. I'll be back before the fifth game of the season because I just couldn't, I couldn't believe in my mind that I was going to have to sit out for a full year for a blood clot because I knew that blood clots didn't run in my family. I knew I, I never had one in my whole life. I never had one. So, and that's where the doctors they, they believe, they believe that it would be something that would continue to show up in my life. And I'm like, yo, I'm not owning that. And so about. Five, they, and they're calling my mom, telling my mom, like, yo, t- please tell Rhea to take his blood thinner medication. I'm like, yo, I'm not taking that. And so, I, and I'm in a wheelchair, by the way. Like, I'm in a wheelchair because I can't walk, well, I can't straighten my leg out. So I went from a wheelchair for about maybe a week and a half. So I was on crutches for like another couple of weeks. And so I remember when I was in a training room one day, I was like, yo, I want to go back to the doctor. I want to get another MRI done on my leg to see if the blood clot's gone. And it was like, for what? Because they saw it on the screen. It was like a nice side. I even saw it. It was a nice side <laughs> blood clot. Like, so it wasn't that I wasn't, it wasn't that I was saying I didn't have a blood clot because I didn't see one. I was saying it because I didn't believe that it was actually there. Right. It wasn't truth. It was factual, but it wasn't truth. And if many people get that, Charles, it'll free them because they have situations in their life that are factual, but it's not truth. Like the bank account may be factual, yeah. but it's not true. The business, it may be lacking and that may be a fact, but that doesn't mean that it's true. Amen. The marriage may be falling apart. That may be a fact, but that does not mean that it's true. Right. Truth is whatever you speak and whatever you believe, that is true. Whatever God says about you, that's yeah. true. And so- I immediately recognized that that was fact. Even without these deep revelations, that's what I knew. I'm like, yo, that's that's there, but it's not it's not really there. And so mm-hmm. about about three or four weeks go by, I'm like, yo, I gotta go back to the MRI. I need I need another test done. I need to go back to the doctor. And so we go back after they after I had to beg them for like two days to take me. We finally go back, and the same doctor he does another test, and he came out of the room. He was like, yeah, I think. My machine is broken. I'm not too sure if it's working right now, but uh, according to this, you don't have a blood clot in your leg. He was like, I don't see one. I'm just, and I'm sitting there dumbfounded, like I told y'all. But I'm, <laughs> I'm also sitting here overwhelmed, like, yo, this really worked because August yeah. 11th, when I went in, I had a blood clot. Now we're talking about September 1st or something like that. No blood clot wow. in my leg. No of it but the doctor still didn't believe it charles he was like um so this is what we're gonna do because i'm not too sure if this is real i've never seen a blood clot go away this fast yeah i want you to go to the hospital in atlanta to emory and so they scheduled me an appointment for like maybe a week later to go down to emory hospital in atlanta so we took a four-hour drive from atlanta from knoxville tennessee to atlanta georgia just to get another mri another test done wow so we go to the test and um, we get back, um, we do the test and they said it's going to take like maybe five hours for the test to come back or something like that. So mm-hmm. we drive back to Tennessee. When we get back to Tennessee, I walk straight over to the uh, to the stadium, to the football stadium. I went to the highest seat at the stadium and I just sat there and prayed. I just sat there and just kind of meditated, talked to God. Yeah. And while I was sitting there, Charles, the hospital from Atlanta called me and was like, yo, um, this is such and such from Emory Hospital. We're just calling to let you know that your test came back negative for blood clots. So we're clearing you to play again as long as the facility says it's good. Oh, and I was good so I went from an injury of 365 days sitting out, can't put on a helmet, can't do anything 
to maybe six or seven weeks later, right. I'm back on the field, back there, I'm back practicing. But this whole time, I'm like, this is when I start reading my word more. This is when I start like meditating and praying. This is when I start just showing gratitude yeah. every single day. This, I was like really speaking what wasn't to bring it about to be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I was yes. speaking like the, the truth versus speaking what was factual. Mm. Um, and this, I don't have a revelation. I don't understand any of this stuff. And I'm just doing it. I just feel like a new person as I'm as I'm like just growing more. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but that was that first like real encounter that has always been vivid in my mind because I was like, I could have died that day. Like, I, it could have been like over for me. Like, he was like one helmet. He said, if the blood clot would have broken off, it would have traveled to your heart, stopped you up. You wouldn't be able to, your heart wouldn't been able to pump and you would have died within like a minute. Yeah. Like, it would have been over. You feel me? And so because, because of that, number one, I'm still here. But in that moment, that's where I figured out more and more about, about who God was. And even then, even after that, I still didn't even understand, but it was just that thing that I always had in the back of my mind of. I know there's a guy. I know he's there. And I grew up in church, man, but I, I was asleep. I didn't really, you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't care. I'm going because I was forced to go. They didn't make me go. I would have never went. Right. You know? And so when I got in college and I had that experience happen, that's where I really figured out like, who God was for me because yeah. I had this experience. You know that I could have died. He saved me. Now the question was, why? Right. Why am I still here? Like, why didn't I die that day? Like, yeah. what stopped somebody? just falling on my leg the wrong way mm. and it's because of what i do now purpose leading people to true like showing people how to apply principles spiritual principles to their business and to their life so they don't have to stress and worry about how is it going to happen when right. is it going to happen um i just get people to i just help people focus on um who they are and because when you know when you have when you know who you are and you know your identity don't there's some things you just don't worry about because mm. you know who you are you're, yeah. you're confident you're in who you are and, and so because i understand who i am i've been fortunate and blessed to help other people see who they are as well amen and last question how do you do that bro absolutely so through me living my life first of all um because i truly believe that some people will never pick up a bible just what it is yeah and we will, we will be the only Bible that they ever read. Mm. So how we live our lives determine what people believe about God, because they can look at your life as evidence. They can look at your life and say, man, like they went through all of that and they still like happy. They still yeah. like smiling. Their business failed a crap multiple times. And they're still like, I don't get it. Like how, how do they have this peace? Mm-hmm. But it's the peace. You can't understand it surpasses all understanding because it's the peace that comes from God. And so I do it number one by being the example. Yeah. I believe that the reason why a lot of people of the faith or whatever the case, or a lot of people don't really go do the whole church thing. And I'm not churchy whatsoever. I go, but I'm not like church, I'm not religious whatsoever. Like you know, I'm just I'm just dude that love God and love talking about it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people, the reason why they don't do the whole church thing is because. Um, the people that they were learning from, they didn't set the example of what it looks like to be, you understand, like a follower, to be of the faith, um, because their lives as a husband or a father or whatever the case may be, or just a leader, what they did in the church, like it just people, they the teachings, whatever the case may be. And so for me, I just, I do it by living my life the way I built my business, the way I with my family. Um, when I go live on social media, I yeah. allow people to see me like the real me, the spirit version of me. 
And that doesn't come with perfection. That comes with so many flaws. And that's yeah. what makes me, me, my flaws. That's what makes what I do genuine yeah. because I'm nowhere near perfect. Like <laughs> I fall short just how everybody else falls short. Yeah. I do my, I, ha- I have things like that. I think about, I have no business thinking about I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. I'm imperfect. And that's mm-hmm. what makes me like mm-hmm. perfect God because he still wants to use the imperfect beings. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so, so number one, my life, but then number two, the way that God gives me practical things to teach in a sense, yeah. like everything each on and talk about within my community of the commission. It's not something that I've read or not something that I learned from somebody else on YouTube. It's direct download from heaven. I believe that God speaks to me like, like, well, he does like all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm up with stuff and I can tie it back to his word to make it true. Cause yeah. again, I can say some stuff, man, or any speaker, motivator, teacher, guru, they can say things, but what makes it more strong, what makes it more sturdy mm-hmm. is the foundation on what that word is built upon Mm -hmm. is it built on somebody's opinion about something or is it built on what god said about something Mm -hmm. and so i can have an opinion about a way to build a business or whatever to lead my family right but that's cool but what's the found does it have a foundation of the word though and so i'm able to tie business ideas and business principles directly to the word of god to the point where a millennial a young person can understand Mm -hmm. the person who never read a bible can understand the person who don't even know where church is can understand there are so many people a part of the commission um that have testimonials that have never been to church before never read a bible before, but because they've been on the calls and they've been a part of the community, they now pick up a Bible. They now watch messages from pastors on YouTube. So they're yeah. growing in the faith because again, our best life requires our best self. You know yeah. what I mean? And everybody's best uh self isn't following Christ. It may be following somebody else. It may be another belief, but whatever it is, man, you have to like grow in that area mm. for you to live your best life. And so for me, is Christ. So for me to live my best life is to be growing in Christ, the principles of Christ, the yeah. way that he lived life and un- having the awareness that Christ is in me. And so I don't live my life for me, but I live his life. He lives his life through me. And so the, that when I engage in things, I'm engaging and acting in it from the form of like, this is Christ wants me to do this. Jesus wants me to do this. Like this podcast I'm doing, there's a, a divine reason why I'm here. Yeah. There's a divine reason why I'm in the business that I'm in. There's a divine reason why he gave me the commission. There's a divine reason why I have these different business ideas that are now moving into a, in, into play because he's very intentional. He's very, he's very divine. And so um, I don't look at anything like an accident. So the, all the things that I've, that I've experienced in my life, playing sports, mm-hmm. off the field stuff, just school, school, uh, growing up in my neighborhood, the way that you grew up always speaks to your calling. Mm-hmm. So the things that you experienced mm-hmm. as a kid over the course of your life, they speak to your calling. And so there were things that I've experienced over the course of my life that speak to my calling and what God put me here for. Boy, that is powerful, dog. That is powerful, man. Hey, hey, Brad. You see why? You see, hey, you, you see why I stayed up for the thirty-four? You see, <laughs> <laughs> my man's right here is incredible, Riyad. Right? Thank you so much, and you are definitely here for a divine reason, and you showed up for your divine appointment. Because right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. And that technique is called the mental and emotional release process. And it's a neuro-linguistic programming process, dog. And I absolutely love it because it is wisdom on demand. It's liberation on demand. It's exactly 
what you do at an expedited rate, a very fast yeah. rate. Yeah. So it's about, you're about to have, I'm, I'm so blessed to give you a blessing, to be a blessing. I'm going to talk you. to the audience real quick. Now, if you all have anything that is weighing you down mentally and emotionally, if you all have anything that has been on your chest and been on your mind and been on your heart and soul, and that you know that you need to just want to, you just want to release it. You want to get rid of it right here, right now. You just want relief from whatever is in your way. And guess what's in your way? You are. So go ahead, get yourself out of your own way and go ahead and go to charleswolfwork.com. There's a form on the front page. Go ahead and fill it out. Schedule your appointment with me today. And let's go ahead and get that off your chest. Now, today, Riyadh, I don't know how I want to jump into this because this is a, a deep one right here. Today, you wanted to jump into or you wanted to get rid of shame. Mm -hmm. Now, with shame, I know it affects so many people. I mean, Brene Brown has made a living off of talking about shame. You feel me? Mm. Like, how has like, shame affected you? Uh, shame has affected me um, because I've had different experiences in my life over the course of my life dealing with things, dealing with football, life, or whatever the case may be. They affect self-confidence mm -hmm. a lot of times. Like, shame affected my self-confidence in a lot of areas or on a lot of different occasions as I went through life. There were things that I didn't want to do because I felt shameful. I didn't feel qualified sometimes because of shame. You yeah. understand? So so it not just me, but so many people have I've learned, man, they just that feeling of condemnation, that feeling of guilt, that feeling of shame, it stops you from being bold in life, mm -hmm. you, you know? So I've definitely been working on it and whatnot. God has been working in me, but I'm so grateful to be here so that you can help me because I do believe that God always sends divine people at divine times for his divine reason. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, sir, man, let's do it. Let's get it. A couple more questions. How do you think that you hold back from being a blessing because of the shame? Or how does it prevent you no, from being a blessing it, got, in no, some no. type of capacity? Yeah, yeah, I can by not going forward. Because anytime you don't move or we don't move with the gift that God has called or the, the purpose and the plan that God has called us to do, mm -hmm. we stop we stopped somebody else from receiving something. Yeah. And so there were times where I didn't want to go forth about certain things, like even down to me starting the commission, like the idea of the commission was given to me in 2020. I didn't start until 2022, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and a part of that was because I didn't feel qualified because of shame. And yeah. I was holding on to so many other people's blessings um, mm -hmm. because of how I felt, my insecurities about me as a person. And so, um, that's how I always say I've, I've been a hindrance to other people by me ju just not stepping forward. Because again, God puts everything that we want on the inside of another person. A lot of times, mm -hmm. all of our greatest blessings oftentimes comes from people, right? Whether they said something on a, in a book, on an audio, whatever, on a podcast, mm -hmm. uh, or they, they came directly to you with something. And so he puts our breakthroughs on the inside of other people to some capacity. And so because I wasn't moving forward, mm -hmm. I put, I stopped other people from hearing what God had to give them through me. Um, on a material level, how much uh, money do you think you've left on the table because of the shame? For sure. Multiple six figures. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. yo, that's yeah. that's crazy. Oh, because you're a, yeah, you're, you're a multi level marketing, and yeah. so the, and the not amount... only that, just, yeah, like from like just me, my book yeah. for an example. Like I'm writing a book. You mentioned it earlier. Like mm -hmm. this book is seven years after. You know what I mean? The the incidents that I'm talking about in the book mm -hmm. because I never wanted to like uh, I'll keep this. I don't want to talk about this. Right. Whatever, put this away. X right. Y Z, and so. The book alone, 
this is going to do well. It's going to be an impactful book. And obviously income follows impact. So I know it's going to do well financially from a financial point, but even speaking engagement, speaking to the youth, speaking to people and whatnot, because of my, my shame, my guilt, my condemnation. And um, now that in like, it's funny that what you said, the word that you said was released. So every year God gives me a word, a theme for the year. And one of the words that he gave me this year was release, you know? And so um, sometimes we can't, we can't receive when we don't release mm-hmm. because when we were, when we want to release, we have to hold on to something. Yeah. And it can come to a closed hand. The hand has to be open for something to drop in. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely the me not wanting to move forward and feeling held back and feeling condemned. It's definitely stopped me from some, some, some money for sure. <laughs> so that's last thing, last thing, we're going to get in touch with the uh, mind body connection. So when you think of the events in the past that have given you the shame, where do you feel it in your body? Um, yeah, just connect with that. Take your time. I feel it in my heart. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to 10, how, how intense is it? Um, at this point in my life, maybe like a four. Four? That's, that's yeah, good. it's not as, as intense as it used to be. If you asked me this five years ago, it would, it would have been a 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You've done a lot of work, though. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. testament to all the work that you've done. Let's yeah. let's let's turn it to a zero. Let's get this. Let's get My it. Man. Done. All right. So uh, there's only three things that you need to do in order for you to have a profound experience. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got to follow direction, just like you follow yep. a Google Maps or a good recipe. And number three, you got to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibration. No doubt. We're going to go over different events in your life. Every single event is a trigger that you're releasing. Every single event is a major breakthrough that you're having. Mm-hmm. Also, if you want to have the biggest breakthrough, and I know that you go hard in everything you do. So if you want to go the hardest in this, you have to have empathy and compassion and see from the perspective of everyone in every single event. That is super important. See from the perspective of everyone in every single event. And that will give you your biggest breakthrough. My man, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's get it. All right. Let's create your timeline. Now your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where is your past? My left. Where's your future? In front of me. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you just seem like that straight ahead. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's get it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this shame today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt shame between the ages of like birth and seven? Um, well, probably being like first grade. I just have a, I used to have a really big gap and I used to get joked on all the time for my teeth. <laughs> and I used to feel so shameful and rejected, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and many people like, okay, yeah, there, 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 yeah, there we go. First, first grade for sure. <laughs> first, that. I'm like, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, I'm with you. First grade for sure when I had the gap, I, I was about to go into a whole just thing about rejection, but I'm first grade. There we go. Yep, yep, you know, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, we've gone over the process. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. I'm ready. Awesome. Now, just keep your eyes closed until I ask you to open them and just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy. And just imagine floating above yourself right here, right now in this very moment. Imagine seeing your Burberry shirt and the big part in your head and your earrings and your the blue background, the phone in front of you, you know. Where's the, ask yourself, where's the door and what color is the floor? And let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. I can. 
All right, now just imagine floating to your left into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt shame when you were just a little kid. And just imagine hovering above that little kid, seeing him from a third person point of view, seeing the whole event like a fly on the wall. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. Okay, now just imagine floating there, seeing the whole event like a fly on the wall and just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learning so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learning. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Remember to be sure to see the whole event from everyone's perspective and have empathy and compassion for everyone. And as you do that, focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. What is something positive and empowering you can tell that little boy and all those other kids and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that would allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete? on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. They're all gone. Awesome. Now with your eyes closed, keep them closed and tell me, what is it that you learned from the event? That the opinions of other people shouldn't affect me because their opinion is based on their experience. And that their their opinion, just because they say something about me, doesn't mean that it's who I am. Mm -hmm. What did you have to say to those other little kids? I forgive you and I love you. That's right. What is something that you can take with you into the future to make you a better person? Um, compa compassion and empathy for those that speak ill of you. And even if there's something wrong with you, especially as a kid, it's, it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it. So it shouldn't affect you. That's right. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and floating to the left into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. I'm above them. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. Now, just imagine floating there in space, weightless, and ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little kid and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're gone. Awesome. So back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right, listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt shame from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the shame all the way back to now. Go. Remember that every single event is a trigger that you're releasing. Every single event is a major breakthrough. Make sure that you release as many triggers and have as many breakthroughs as possible. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Don't come back to now until all the shame is gone. When all the shame is gone, you let me know. Mm. Good. Welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> i've never i've never just sat there sat down and just processed you know shame mm -hmm. mistakes 
this. You think about it, but you just never really sit there and just meditated on all of it connected. And you will yeah. realize that a lot of things, they stem from one thing. They stem from one incident, mm-hmm. you know? And so I heard a pastor say one time, he said, everything that's wrong with somebody started when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true because when I think about just the things that I felt shameful about and I just tied them, what was the root of everything? The root of everything for the most part was rejection. Yeah. And the rejection started in the first grade. Yeah. So, but I'm accepted. So 100%. it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. How's that feel? That was supernatural, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Feels supernatural. So like a lot of people haven't gone through what you just went through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, can you describe like in the words of your experience and the way that you feel right now and just the whole, the overall everything? Yeah. Like when you were saying kind of just float back, like go above and float back, because a lot of times when we think about instances in our life, we think we think from it like we're, we're seeing ourselves in it. But yeah. when you go out of it, above it. Yeah. And like you're like a flat wall. You can like look at yourself. You can see other people's perspective. You can mm-hmm. see why they thought this. I can see why the kid was talking about me because mm-hmm. he had a gap too. That was the crazy <laughs> part. <laughs> As I'm starting to think about, I'm like, yo, this dude had a gap. Too. Big, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but like you say, it hurt people. They hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, and, mm-hmm. um, the opinions of other people, their opinions are based off their emotions and their experiences, mm-hmm. you know? So he had probably an experience of people talking about him. He had these emotions, but about him. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, cool, I'm just take it out on him. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of me being rejected or me being talked about that led into other periods of my life where even when it got down to sports, mm-hmm. they may were not rejected me, but I perceived it as they were rejecting me because yeah. I was already used to rejection. Yeah. And if you always look for bad news, you would just keep getting bad news. Mm. Not understanding that with there's when there is bad, there also has to be good because there's the law of polarity where you can't have just one good thing mm-hmm. without a bad have mm-hmm. bad thing without a good thing. So mm-hmm. um yeah. So me being able to float back at over time and just look at these different instances in my life yeah. to see how they Back and I'm not looking at it from this perspective of me going through it. Yeah. I'm looking at the perspective of I'm, I've already overcome it. Now let me go back to it mm-hmm. to see what I can pull from it. And so it was dope. I went, I, I was moving. I feel like I was in there forever, but <laughs> <laughs> I was really just trying to just mm-hmm. go so like like year by year, like what happened at you know 11, what happened yeah. at 12, like yeah. what happened at high school? What were those high school moments that mm-hmm. kind of shaped me yes. to who I Hey, right. and rejection. I remember in high school, and I haven't thought about this in so long. But I remember mm-hmm. in high school where uh, my girlfriend at the time, my high school sweetheart at the time, mm-hmm. she left mm-hmm. me for a girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I just got left for a girl. Like, <laughs> what? like what the world just happened? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But for me, I internalized that as rejection yeah. because I experiences in my life, bro. Where I was dealing with rejection. Mm-hmm. So when things like everything, when I think about it, it's like rejection, mm-hmm. rejection, rejection, rejection. And you don't know how to play, you don't know how to play, but plays on you until you really just like get somewhere and then look back yeah. to see how it can the person that you are today. And so, um, yeah, it was good. I definitely recommend if you haven't done it before, <laughs> if you're listening to do it, just even as you're sitting there, just play like some yoga music and just go back to your past, like float above it, mm-hmm. right? Just matter of fact, just listen to him. Charles, <laughs> Voice like 
He got the voice for this, yo. <laughs> so silly. Like, he got the voice for it. That voice um, you go to sleep on YouTube, like, he got that voice, yo. <laughs> so silly. For real, yo. Hey, bro. So, like, um, how did it feel, like, viscerally in your body? How did that feel as you were releasing these things? I, I see you, you take you a couple of You just feel free. Yeah, you just feel free. Like, you just... You don't even realize what you're holding on to until you go back to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't I didn't think about this stuff with the first grade and the gap. I didn't think about my high school sweetheart leave me for a girl. I haven't thought about this stuff in years. I didn't right. think about, you know, at seven years old or at 10 years old, they telling me I can't throw the football and I'm quarterback. I, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you don't think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to it and you realize like how these have been themes mm-hmm. that played a part in your life because everything that's wrong with somebody or affects somebody it affects them as a kid. Yeah. So even involved entrepreneurship, why do I, why do I start these feelings of insecurity? Well, it was because I've been rejected or I yeah. perceive that I've been rejected right. my whole life. Yo. It not, it's not even that I was always rejected, but I perceived it as rejection yeah. from one or two experiences growing up. And these mm-hmm. experiences have now become my belief. And that's the challenge for many people. They make experiences become their belief when Mm-hmm. These sometimes these experiences they should just be learning lessons, something that you can pull from, yeah. not just a belief about who you are. Mm-hmm. Real talk, and you were just talking about the difference between truth and fact earlier. Yeah, you see, yeah. and what you did, these things weren't even factual, but you made it true made in it your true. mind. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Because of your perspective, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just put your perspective with the the um, blood clot. Your perspective was that's not even there. Like that's my truth, right. and you made. <laughs> Right? But with the the rejection, you made that your truth from now on. Mm-hmm. Just because of yeah. those kids with and, and making fun of your teeth, that was that was had to be it. I I can't be rejected. I can't be made fun of for things that are out of my control. Especially, yeah. you know what I mean? Whether they're in my control or out of my control, I can't be rejected, and I, I will be rejected. It's not that I can; I will be rejected. And yeah. then, boom! Your 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 subconscious looks for that. And then it's like, oh, you see, you, 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 that's what you do. You get rejected and just, mm-hmm. just that heaviness, you know, so to 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 bend, not to bend, but to shift your perspective and to now have a new truth. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does that feel? Like, what is that new truth now? Um, Just that, like I said earlier, I'm accepted. Like, yeah. no matter what, I'm accepted. There's nothing that I can do that makes me rejected by God, because that's the mm. only opinion that really matters. Like, yeah. what does he say about me? Mm-hmm. Who does he say I am? Not yeah. what other people say about me, not what other people think about me, because mm-hmm. what they think about me is out of my control. Right. And what they say about me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so what does he say about me? And I'm accepted. So I have this awareness. I can, I'm, I'm at one, I'm at peace to know that no matter what has transpired in my life, yeah. it can't take me out of the accepted category of God. Mm. I'm always, you know what I mean? No. So no matter what rejection I face, I'm always in this category of being accepted. Even when I do things or something happens where it should put me yeah. in the category of rejection, yeah. but because I'm God, I'm always accepted. Mm. Mm. Yo, that's powerful, Brad. That's powerful. Yeah. How do you see the trajectory of everything now going with the with the the shift in your perspective and you dropping that baggage? Uh, just gonna allow me to walk boldly, man, and just my purpose and my calling to not hold on things that I can't even control. And that's the crazy thing about the past: we hold on to it as if we can control it. Yeah, we think about it as if we can go back and fix it. And 
because we think about it so much that's how it becomes a belief yeah so me being able to like fully release and fully let go of things that i didn't even know i was holding on to yeah that's the you don't even realize that you're holding on to something and when you think about it and this emotion comes up you realize like oh dang this been in me this whole time You know, I was mad about this gap thing this whole time. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And you're about to go into the story, right? You're about yeah, to go like, like nah, I ain't even go. It's it's that one right there. <laughs> For real. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. And so now that it's like fully let go, it's like fully released without yeah. any emotion attached to it. And when you can, when you can have the experience of something without the emotion of it, mm-hmm. that's when you have wisdom. Right. When you can go through something like a life situation, yeah. a breakup, whatever it may be, and you don't yeah. carry the emotion with it anymore, the mm-hmm. anger with it anymore, the pain mm-hmm. with it anymore, but you just can extract the wisdom from it, yeah. the experience from it. That's when you know, I mean, you can be a blessing to somebody else because you won't be vomiting on them with your problems and your experiences. Come on now. Hey, that's deep right there. Like he, one of the nicknames for this exercise is wisdom on demand. Cause it's like, oh, oh wow. you, 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 yeah. you feel me? You know what I mean? Like you just get it right away because the, you take the emotion out of the memory and then boom, you, and, and also it, the, the great thing about the exercise is it makes you search for the learning. What can I learn? What can I learn? What else? What, yeah. else, what else? Oh, mm-hmm. like what's like, what was he going through? What was she going through? Like all these different things. It's like getting out of yourself, getting out of this, like this present moment and seeing like, Hey, there's something so much bigger to everything that I've gone through and so much bigger than what I'm going through right now. There's a bigger purpose for all of this. And I can utilize that to, to be a blessing and, and to have that wisdom bring value to someone else you know yeah. what i mean like that's really the the deepest part of of this all i mean of course it's great for us but also how you're gonna show up without mm-hmm. the, it's, it's gonna resonate to your team it's gonna resonate to your community it's gonna resonate to your family like yeah. yo yo there's levels to how mm-hmm. this may have affected you the right. shame may have affected you and now it's right. like release that you change my uh, shout out to dr joe Dispenza who talks about how you change your personal reality and uh, of the past or how you change your personal reality of what you've gone through and now you change your personality because you react mm-hmm. to things in a different way wow that's good yeah that's, it's, that's I, good I, yeah, this is amazing that's good. so <laughs> Last thing, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you smell biscuits? Um, I don't think I smell biscuits. All right, good. I just, <laughs> I asked you that to get your mind off the meditation. Oh. Can, can, can you? <laughs> good, right there, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and you took a big old whiff, too. <laughs> can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. I don't. Awesome. Now, I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt shame. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Okay. Yeah. What do you do instead? I keep in the front of my mind that I'm accepted. Hey, hey. In the front of my mind that I'm chosen. Yeah. And this dude that takes me out of the plans of God. Yeah. Congratulations. You are officially a baggage drop. Let's go. Hey, well, Tony Robinson, you got to do something with your body. Just try. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, man. 
Riyad, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment, dog. Thank you so much, man, for uh, having me on, bro. I'm so honored, grateful um, to pour, but also to be poured into as well. And you know, what I mean, to be able to release something um, that I didn't even realize was affecting me um, in any way whatsoever. whatsoever, Matter of fact, so I'm grateful, honored, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, bro. That's. I'm glad that we can be a blessing to one another, bro. Real talk. Absolutely. Hey, and oh, uh, before we uh, go ahead and tie this up in the boat, please go ahead and give the uh, audience one more word of wisdom. There's been a quote that has been the theme of my life for a couple years. Um, and I'm at a season of my life where this 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 quote, it means a lot to me. It's, mm. it's I believe that when people hear it and they think about it, marinate on it for about 10 seconds, it'll really click. Mm-hmm. And here's what it is. If what we have today was created from nothing, then imagine what we can create with what we have today. Mm. If what we have today was created from nothing, then imagine what we can create with what we have today. So just wow. take the world just take the world for an example. It was created from nothing. It just appeared here from nothing out of thin air we have this world. Um and then now take it a step deeper and now think about everything that you physically have today. Like mm-hmm. you as the person, us as people, everything that we have and think about how it got here. Like it came from us starting a business and we started with nothing. It came from us starting this family and or marriage, but it was just us in the beginning before the marriage got here, whatever it may be. And now you have something, right? So think about what you can do with what you now currently have. Yeah. If we're, if you got here today with nothing, mm-hmm. what can you do with the information that you now possess as if you were starting all over again, mm-hmm. you know? And so, cause I'm in a, I'm in a new phase of my life where I'm, I'm progressing into like different business opportunities and whatnot. I'm starting mm-hmm. a couple new deals um, outside of network marketing. And it's like, cool. I've done everything I've done with, uh, the past five years of network marketing, I did mm-hmm. it from nothing. I started with just nothing. And now mm-hmm. I'm starting new ideas and new concepts, but I'm not starting from nothing anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. starting from scratch anymore. I'm now starting from a place of experience. Mm-hmm. I'm now starting from a place of skill. I'm now starting from a place of resources and connections. So mm-hmm. imagine what I can create with all that if I did all this with nothing. Mm-hmm. Real talk. <laughs> so wow. that's what I would leave them with. Because that has been when I heard that in 2018 from my mentor, Mr. David Monitier, it just kind of just shifted everything for me. Cause I'm like, dang, that you just said something to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, <that was> and <laughs> at that point, I was in my, at that point in my life, I, I really had I had lost a lot of my business. I was kind of in a in just going through the ebbs and flows of network marketing. Yeah. And we was on a boat in Miami and he said it to me. He was like, yo, if what you have today was created from nothing, then imagine what you can create, what you have today. And he said it so smooth. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Bring that back one time. <laughs> and I thought I think about it. I'm like, yo, and since 2018, I've just always thought about that. So no matter where I'm at or what I have or what I've lost, I always yeah. know that everything that I currently have, whatever it may be. Yeah. It, nothing mm-hmm. so now what i can do what now what can i do with what i have in my hand because all Oof. you have is all you have anyway oh yo yeah. yo he just blew my mind with that <laughs> that is great yeah. like, it's deep when you think about it yeah it's like the best word of wisdom ever yo <laughs> it's crazy oh you a cold dude bro thank you so much for <laughs> hey where can everybody find you by the way yeah so you can go to my instagram um riyad jones r-i-y-a-h-d j-o-n-e-s uh, also, my YouTube channel, I put a lot of 
uh, content in terms of calls and business tips and just all types of stuff on my YouTube channel. Um, and just kind of stand aloof with, loop with me because I have some things coming out. I have a book that I'll be releasing sometime late, late spring. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's time to the devil in the dark. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm super, I'm super excited about that because uh, one of the experiences that made me feel shameful is going into this book. It's the mm-hmm. theme of this book. Um, so now I got more content I can break, take to the book from the podcast because I'm still writing. I'm like 80 percent done with it. Um, so. Uh, yes, yeah, so guys, just be on the lookout, man, and also just stand a little with everything Charles got going on. This great dude, me and him had a conversation before this podcast, and I was like, yo, this is a good brother to just know and contact and be in relationship with, bro. So I just want to thank you for having me on. And uh, anything you ever need from me, bro, you got my number. Let's, let's stay locked in. Thank you so much, bro. Hey, the commission. How can people like uh, contact you for the commission? Yes. Yeah, so um, the commission is the faith based community for entrepreneurs that you never knew you needed. Um, <laughs> you never knew you needed because sometimes like I didn't know I needed to even be released in that standpoint. <laughs> but now that I've been released, I'm like, I never knew I needed like for real. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? And so you can go to my link in my bio on Instagram and um, watch it. Watch a couple videos on there and just hit the link to join. It's like twenty dollars a month. Super cheap. Um, to learn and just be amongst the community of believers where we talk um, business tips. Um, we talk, obviously, the word of God. That's the foundation of everything. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, you just got a community of people that, so for like 300 people already that are just excited about God, excited about their businesses, and excited about growing together and doing life together with people um, that have the same goals and visions. Amen, bruh. You are a phenomenal guy. Ria, just thank you so much for just your presence on this podcast, dog. Like you just you just blew it, like blew my mind in so many different ways. So you just killed this whole thing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, bro. Anytime. Yeah, man. And thank you all out there uh, for your attention and your support. I love you all so much. And if you guys are here, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you're on a podcast platform, Give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. I'm your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and with my special guest, Riyad Jones. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.